0: episode of nintendo pod block is brought to you by well you if you want to find out more about boss rush media's family of podcasts head on over to patreon.com slash boss rush media to see which tier is right for you thanks for helping us build something better Welcome to Nintendo Power Black here on Boss Social Media. I'm your host, the Enlightened Excited, Eddie V. Joining me is the one, the only, Bossman himself, Mr. Corey Deering. Hello, good sir. Yes.
1: Hello, Ed. I'm very excited to, uh, <clears throat> it's almost the end of the year, man. It's, uh, this the second last episode of the year. What are, I mean, <laughs> it's, I, you know, I mean, we talked about maybe doing some stuff during the break, but, uh-huh. I, I mean, this is what, it, what? man
0: we'll see how things plan out
1: i mean look i really want everybody to take a big break right now Mm -hmm. because uh you know i think this year was nailing down consistency with everything and next year is like you know let's 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 do the thing you know and i i feel like we all need a break and you know i feel like i i need a break (laughs) Uh, yes which is nice because i i I actually have like between this and work i'll have um about 13 14 days off
2: (laughs) (laughs) yes and,
0: and definitely when you went on break and like really there wasn't no shows that kind of went live or anything I don't, I don't think we had any complaints. I don't even think nobody was worried or anything. And it just, it was good to see you being able to relax in day Uh when you was on break.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing too, is it's like, I, I think, I don't think I talked to anybody on break. I think I messaged you like two or three times, but like, yeah, there. I was like, I'm not talking to anybody right now. Cause if I start talking to somebody, I'm going to have to go do something and I don't really want to do something. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think there yeah, made you, made you talk uh, through the phone and everything through text and everything. But that, yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, you sent me some pics of food. Uh, I think you, you had a burrito. I think that day, one of the days, I think you had a fat, uh, a fatty fat burrito. Yeah, I had, I
1: had one for my birthday. So that was fun.
0: Okay. So yeah, I mean and, and I think that's the kind of like relaxation um, uh, that uh and everybody by the way look at Corey's uh Natilla Black hoodie. Like, uh it's just so good on you, it looks so good on you. Uh and you guys can go to Boss Frush Media, uh check out our store if you guys want to acquire one. Uh it's it's nice and warm and cozy and it will be a good gift for Christmas.
1: Yeah, get your uh, Christmas gifts in. <laughs> they, if you order right now, you can have it by Christmas. They promised. Yes. So, uh,
2: <laughs>
1: I'm not promising you'll have it by Christmas. I'm saying that, uh, who do we run our store through? T Public said you will have it by Christmas. So.
0: <laughs> yes. I mean, you're playing Switch. You're playing some great games from 2023 or, you know, uh, some past games. Why not? You know, have a good hoodie in this uh cold, cold season. I, I would say cold season, not snowy season, because uh we don't got no snow yet here yeah, in the Midwest.
1: We had snow, I don't know, a few weeks or a few days ago, actually. Not anything like, oh my Major. gosh, no. But you know,
0: it was snow. Yeah. That's there just was like,
1: snow on the ground. I had to clean my car off.
0: And here we it. Are. Didn't about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so Corey, I I know I messaged you about my tire getting changed. And uh that Thursday I went in to go like get it fixed and everything. Uh and couldn't find out that they only had one tech <laughs> that was working. And he said it would take three to four. So I went in Friday. because uh, I had the appointment, they seen it. Um, all the techs were there, <laughs> so they were busy, so they were able to fix my tire. Uh, well, actually, give me a new tire, and I was able to uh drive um marshmallow. My sister called me uh, uh as Christian my car name to be marshmallow because that's the color that it is. And yeah. so I was just like, Oh, marshmallow, you, you're driving so so good. So hopefully. Uh I get a weekend off or a Saturday off. Um and I'ma hit Jesse up and to go to go see him. Uh and then soon hopefully be able to drive and go see Larry up in South Bend and stuff. Um now that you know my tires are fixed and everything. Uh got my oil changed, all of that. Like before the years end, I do want to go see people uh that I haven't got to see in a in a while. Uh definitely South Bend, I want to go on, uh, on a Sunday uh and go to Evil Check and get uh our breakfast there. Uh, get just get some bomb food because I miss their food on Sundays. That's one thing I love about South Bend Indiana. Of course I love Larry <laughs> and Zoe in the film. But man, just eating some of the South Bend food—it takes me a while not to eat food here in in uh, the no go in Chicago. Uh, so yeah, uh, and then of course I got to see Jesse. I, I miss my brought him and everything. I
1: miss Jesse. He messaged me a couple months ago, and then I just never got back to him, and I kind of felt bad. And then I just mm-hmm. got busy. I miss Jesse though. Yeah. I hope he's doing all yeah. right. He's doing good. He, he I guess he I
0: could really just is. message
1: him and ask him how he's doing. That would probably be the more <laughs> uh hum, yeah, so, human thing to do.
0: So shout out to our third co-founder, <clears throat> Mr. Yeah. Jesse. Um but yeah, uh car the car is good in everything. I'm still watching my budget. Didn't make it to Audis to get the Pizza Rose, uh, which I'll probably have to do tomorrow uh or Monday. Uh,
1: oh man, let me tell you, man. When we get to snack Tendo,
0: <clears throat> I smashed some today. Ooh, good, nice. <laughs> so, uh, and everybody who's watching this, um, uh, happy Hanukkah to all of those who celebrate it. Uh, I believe was it Thursday or Friday at the start of it, Corey?
1: I uh, it was it Thursday was... night. <clears throat> Thursday night. Yeah, night. it was Thursday night, and then we had Hanukkah dinner tonight. Which, let me tell you, Hanukkah dinner is literally just. You know, fried chicken, a salad, and uh, latkes, which, if you don't know what those are, they're really delicious. They're just giant potato pancakes. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, man, sprinkle a little salt on those suckers. Oh, uh, I think I had like eight or ten of them tonight.
2: <laughs> so
1: good. It's uh, Saturday, I can eat whatever I want, everybody. It's fine. That
0: is, that is true in everything. So, I might have uh, a milestone
1: to talk about next weekend.
0: Ooh nice um yeah so that's kind of like with my car situation and everything uh so kind of just gotta gotta watch my budget um i am going to try to do some uh christmas shopping uh like next week but uh once again gotta watch my budget Uh, my family some of my families might not get their stuff until like next year uh, just gotta work things out in our day, but it dude, it's fine. But dude, the way that our work schedule, my work schedule is going, I might have another Christmas shop in this. So. Uh, but that's for another story. Corey, how you been doing? How's your weekend, man? Um,
1: <clears throat> it's fine. I
0: mean, I took Friday off, so I still
1: had, as of like Tuesday, I still had a week of PTO for work and I only have two and a half only had two and a half weeks left to work. So I took Friday off. I'm taking next Friday off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the following week I'm taking um, the week before Christmas. I'm taking Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. So then I'll just go into the weekend and be off the week of Christmas and then go back to work on the second.
0: Okay. Uh, So, so that's okay. All right. Okay i see i see how it is because i think what next week will be next week would be like the last week before christmas or just the second week of de- i think it's the second week of december uh next week um let's
1: see next week is next there's for me er, as of this recording there are two weeks before c- christmas christmas yeah so because christmas is two weeks from monday which by the time this comes out will be yesterday.
0: Um so yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Man, Christmas Eve on a Sunday and Christmas Day. We're gonna get hit bad on Christmas Eve. Um yeah. and everything.
1: So, yeah, sorry about that, man.
0: Everybody gotta get they like party gifts and stuff. Uh but it is what it is. Uh but is that
1: all, Corey? Um Is that all? I think so. Maybe Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm prepping for our move. Uh, So because I think the last time we recorded, I we hadn't closed on the house yet. And so we did that. Yeah. And I (laughs) I built an entertainment center, which is sitting directly behind me that you can't see. Uh, I built two wall mounts.
0: (laughs) Oh, so so they did come in yeah uh, but, the, the, every, okay
1: yeah it's all in i built it already it's a little bit smaller than i want i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be mm. a little bit taller my playstation doesn't stand up on it uh oh, my no. PlayStation five although i don't really care because i don't use it anyway so it might just go in the corner and be sad
0: um would <laughs> you still yeah. game on the new tv <laughs> or the latest tv i should say oh, dude, uh, this d- tv
1: this tv right here this new
0: one <laughs> Those those dude, I you know I want to come down to your house and I want to sit in front of it because you was sending me pics, uh, of them lights like, like oh, I want to just bathe in the lights of this TV, the cleaning, the cleanliness, of oh, the graphics dude. and stuff.
1: Let me tell you, man, the graphics look great, and I also bought the like the those LED lights that change colors. Yeah. Like- and um i think it looks really nice I, it needs to be against a wall that's not a red wood paneling uh so you can see the lights but man do they look good do they uh, look good uh i would say so i got the 40 nano leaf lights uh <clears throat> which are really good i think and you can go between it, they have one d two d three d and four d settings yeah one d is just like one color that you pick, right huh it's just one color that you pick and it uh it saves that color the whole time uh two d oh, okay the two d lights will pick the the color that's on the screen the most that it can detect mm-hmm. and then it, it'll change colors, but it'll only be one color but it, uh... it depending on what's going on on the screen depends on what color they. Pick are the screen picks. Mm-hmm. The 3D uh, basically just is kind of it's just like okay, so it's dark over here, so we'll choose the dark colors over here, and it's bright over here, so we'll pick the bright colors over here, and that'll dynamically change. And uh, the 4D one, each individual light will change color depending on what is on the screen. And like, it's just a more enhanced version of the three d lights. But I actually think fr- in the setup that I'm currently in yeah, the 3D, the 3D setting works the best so far. Uh, well, nice. But I, I love them man. they're awesome. Huh?
0: Well, Corey, let's get it to snack. Channel! And what have you been snacking on, Corey? Oh
1: man, what haven't I been snacking? On? OK, so. Today for lunch, I had a ton of pizza rolls. I'm going to have some after the show tonight, actually, by the way, because I have some work to do. Um, mm-hmm. So after the show tonight, I'm going to be making me some some more pizza rolls. Uh, and then nice. Hanukkah dinner, we had latkes, which was great, and cookies and uh, homemade donuts. Ooh. Homemade powdered donuts, which are like a staple for Hanukkah also. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are really good. I had a piece of fried chicken. I'm not a fried chicken guy, Ed. am just, no. I'm not like wings are one thing, but I don't really count wings as fried chicken, even though it technically is fried chicken, but people know what I'm talking about when I say fried chicken. Right. I hope so. You know, the difference between fried chicken and just wings, right?
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: okay. Yes. Uh, <coughs> Oh, geez. But, uh, it's kind of what I've been stacking on, really. Uh, man, those latkes are really good, man. I got to <laughs> tell you, they're so good. So
0: good. Well, uh, for me, uh, I had store sushi on Friday. Um mm. I I literally told uh, our other manager that, you know, because I ordered my food from Chipotle. uh, And I was just like, look, I'm running to Chipotle to pick up my meal. I already know when I come back, you'll be ready to go. So I'm going to run down the street, (laughs) get my food and get out. Chipotle was like packed. Um, It was really good this time. I got uh, I didn't. Get that regular chicken. I kind of got. I, I cannot think of it. Um, it's another kind of chicken that's just like almost shredded, in a sense, um, and everything that's like very tender. So I ate that. Um, I see we have some new candy at work for Christmas, so I got to pick some up and try. Our twi- so our king size uh, Mars candy, like M&M's, Twix. Uh, Snickers. Um, they were for two dollars. Um, this week, so I've been eating like a whole bunch of like regular Twix, uh, and everything because it's just like for me, it's like a dollar seventy, uh, with my discount. So I'm just like, shoot, this is this is a better deal than just getting a regular Twix bar that's for just just like two dollars and some change. So I definitely been eating a lot of Twix and stuff, not every day, but just eating it here and there. Uh, had a cranberry sprite which i which i actually think is kind of the best of all of the sprites um like i i feel like it's cranberry the regular sprite and then like um a little bit of the sprite lemonade in a sense um until whenever we get some other flavors that they decide to make stuff um had a visit from uh, our district manager, and you know we got to talking and everything, and she blessed us with a twenty five dollar gift card. So I'm like, "Ooh, I should use this." I haven't used it yet, but I did order dominoes <laughs> and got a a chicken parmesan, and then I got the bread bites, the little bread bites, the fluffy ones, the muscles. Mm good uh but i had to have marinara sauce because when i was eating them and like by himself just trying it out they're a little bit dry like there's no seasoning there's no taste to it and just like no i need flavor so i had some marinara sauce so domino's is like uh king uh that night for me to eat dinner <laughs> and everything um but yeah but uh that's kind of what i've been snacking on uh Hopefully next week when I go to go see my doctor, uh, he checked my finger. Um, like I said, I'll be going to get my ramen bowl. I might get sushi too, to uh, to go stuff. So, but I'll see how that goes. But yeah, that's what I've been snacking on. Nice, uh, everybody. So
1: nice. Um, there's something else I was going to tell you, but now I kind of forget. Oh, I do have something else, Ed. So yeah. I've been asking my wife when she goes to the grocery store during the week to get me something that's like m- kind of healthy, but microwavable be since it's getting cold out. Mm-hmm. And like for lunch, I'm really tired of eating like Turkey wraps and like, you know, cold things. And I yeah. really want something hot, but microwavable and kind of healthy. Uh So she bought me these chicken pitas. Ooh. It's just, it's just like chicken cheese and some sort of sauce inside Mm -hmm. and they're not I don't they're not super healthy for you but they're low in calories which is the main thing I'm looking at when I'm trying to you know do this thing and uh, I tried them on Friday for lunch dude so I had two of them I could have eaten the whole box (laughs) (laughs) oh they're only 180 calories a piece um
0: oh that's not bad
1: so I had two of them for lunch and uh it they were dude they were really good so oh nice to that except sometimes i think if you over microwave them you can see Uh. the cheese just turn into plastic (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's it's microwave cheese what do you want from it right i mean but it was still it was still pretty pretty (laughs) pretty good
0: which reminds me, I had a Mexican pizza from Taco Bell.
1: Oh no! <sighs> did you eat so that on the I toilet? Because you should have.
0: Uh, I didn't know. <laughs> if I if I eat anything that where I'm going to be sitting down, it's going to be that Ben and Jerry's because I had Ben and Jerry's uh, strawberry cheesecake ice cream. Yeah, that did my stomach in. And I'm gonna leave it mm. at that. <laughs> oh boy so it's a world of goo too <laughs> oh God, i
1: not need that
0: so uh thank
1: you for that ed
0: <laughs> but everybody it's now time for play with power uh corey i'm gonna start uh with this Fine. one because um you i mean. love playing. play um i've been mm-hmm. like i said i've been pre- <laughs> i heard you uh i've been we play Control Two. I mean Control oh, Series X. Been joining it there. I am uh, still playing Vampire Hunter. Uh, Survivor. Vampire Survivors. Goodness, I think I did it again. Unlocking uh, some more stuff. And uh, there was something. I think there was a bug or something. Had, was happening. Uh, so I, I was. Uh, I was playing it, or I had cut it on. And it started unlocking about fifteen achievements. Uh, that I got like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, "What the world?" And this is on that's Series a, X. I'm yeah, like, that's a, this is
1: weird. Xbox does that sometimes because I did that for Gears one time where like I didn't play for like a year, and then I went back to play some of the multiplayer at some point, and I got I had like ten achievements pop. And I had no idea what they were for or why I was getting them. And some Mm -hmm. of them were like story things that I did or like, you know, when you pick up the collectibles, this many collectibles or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I know what it was. I, I, uh, the Hive Busters DLC came out and I went back to play. That is when I played it again. And, uh,
0: I don't know, man, it's just weird. Oh, okay yeah uh but i did start up a uh, super mario rpg um it's easier this time it's like and i i think this remake is the way to play this game it's uh uh because it's not it's not as awkward as it was on super nintendo um the battles are not too long or too difficult like they adjusted the the difficulty balance in this game um there is some timing mechanics that kind of need to be learned and everything but it really is a great game like i could see why i got it like eights and 8.5s and 9s and stuff um i haven't really given it a uh A definitive kind of my personal number, like or Yoshi Koi, Yoshi Koi, a review scale. I haven't really given it that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it, I think I'm like, this is the remake that we needed for this game. Uh, and I'm glad that they did do it. Uh, so I am enjoying it. Yes, everybody, I will get to Sonic Superstars. Uh, um, I just, it's just, you know. It just keeps forgetting me. It's like literally right here in the plastic. And I need to unwrap it, put it in, and play it and stuff. But I am enjoying uh, Super Mario RPG. So hopefully, uh, and I hear it's not a long game. About 20, 20 25 hours people have been being it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's not too long. For a role-playing game, everybody. Uh, so I am definitely looking forward to playing more and enjoying it. Um, great music. Uh, definitely want to hear with headphones uh and, and stuff so, so yeah uh that's what I've been playing. Uh with power. Um I'm gonna have a longer list next week, everybody, because I'm finally gonna be playing the Black Friday games uh that I brought and I'm looking really forward to a lot of them. I'm gonna try to give them an hour, hour and a half to play. Uh definitely probably Sunday I'm gonna be installing everything. So that's gonna probably like take a a, a while uh to yeah. get through. But like once all the installations and updates and stuff is done, then I'm going to like really get into it and playing with stuff. Uh I know David's been replaying uh or started playing Redfall. He's enjoying it. I told him I'm like you're playing the updated version (laughs) compared to the original version and everything. Mm -hmm. I know I need to reinstall it uh and play the updated version, the 60 frames per second stuff. Um and just see how it's and it's more of a fail thing for me than it is in completing the game because I beat it single player. Uh, for it and stuff, so um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, I'm it. And whilst before I move on, Corey, or i hand it over to you, I, I am moving pretty quickly in control and stuff, and I think it's because of the shatter gun, which is the shotgun in the game, um, it's more easier to use and like I said with that frame rate and stuff is being improved and I'm not like hurting for energy and stuff like it's the game is challenging but it's not challenging challenging like I just died once today while playing it so I'm just like okay this game doesn't feel hard but it's probably going to get harder later on and, and everything so uh, but the everybody, that's what I have been playing and stuff
1: nice so I guess that means it's my turn huh Um, so for me, I've been playing, um, so I started Super Mario RPG and I wasn't like, I mean, it's cool. I wasn't, I I like, wasn't ready to jump into it. So I kind of put it down. And so the two games I've really been playing recently, Ed, uh, besides destiny in the new season. Um, I'm not going to talk about that here because, you know, I'm sure people that only have Switch or prefer Switch are tired of hearing me talk about Destiny. Uh, But the new season started and it's pretty good. Um, Although the thing surrounding Bungie right now is not so good. Um, (laughs) Still? Yeah. I I mean, do you want me to tell you real quick? I mean, so, you know, you know, so the layoffs, right? Yeah, we talked about we kind of talked about the layoffs a little bit or we had a discussion about layoffs and it was Bungie was part of the discussion. Mm. Um, So they missed their quarterly earnings or their yearly earnings, I guess, by like 48 percent, which is why the layoffs happened. But the layoffs also happened because there's a clause in their contract with Sony to stay, quote unquote, independent from PlayStation
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That if they miss their sales goal by a certain amount and they don't have enough, like they didn't make enough money coming in, Sony could take over Bungie and
0: eliminate the leadership there. Was that why it was trending on Twitter a couple of days ago? Because, mm-hmm. because I, I know we did, I know we didn't chat about it or text about it. We're gonna probably talk about this offline, everybody. Um, but it's just like I i wasn't on twitter because i was working and i hopped back on it at like around six or seven o'clock and sony and Bungie was trending and everybody was talking about sony owning Bungie and just all of this other stuff i'm like mm-hmm. what the huh yeah. I, I i was lost and confused because yeah. that stuff I did not know. Like, I didn't even see, like, <laughs> no one, like, like a I don't know if there was a story written about it or if someone was, like, who got laid off, was snitched their mouth off and telling the tea and giving us the tea. I don't know anything about that. I just know that it was trending on Twitter.
1: Yeah, it was. It was trending. And uh, it was uh, kind of uh, <laughs> weird. The whole first half of Tower Casuals uh, last week was um, about that. If you're interested in what's happening, the first 25 minutes of Tower Casuals last week was all about that. So, mm. yeah, it's it's crazy, man. Like, if they, if they have another... And, like, the thing is, is, like, with the player count trending down right now and the final shape being delayed, they're going to have another down year. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> there could be some, uh, major changes, changes at Bungie, uh, six months from now, eight months from now,
2: uh, well, like and I the said, Bungie,
1: what... the Bungie, as we know it for better or for worse, may be gone, uh, in terms of the leadership there.
0: I do. We, <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna talk this offline because then, because I literally feel like someone at three four three studio or Microsoft is calling. Someone is doing. Someone is putting in some paperwork or signing. Ask me like, hey, ex-Bungie people, we got some positions. I don't know. Like I said, something we could talk about on offline. Yeah, uh, I do. Want, ahead, I
1: Corey. do want to say one more thing though. Like the way the way Bungie has operated since Halo Two came out. You know, with like, especially in like the the realm of the community and just kind of being open with their player base and mm-hmm. everything, like that's going to be a huge hit to that studio to the point where, like, that I mean, if so, if there's a Sony takeover, there's a possibility they could just become another studio that makes games and not like the personality driven. I mean they they already are winding down the personality driven stuff because they got rid of all their community community people sadly um a couple of them of which i am friendly with just being in that community for so long and talking with them but like man it's it's rough man i am I feel so bad for the people that got laid off and like i don't feel i mean i don't feel bad for leadership because they made some pretty poor decisions especially over the course of uh covid right i mean they were trending yeah. up a like covid witch queen came out you know, people were hyped, all-time high player count. You take some risks, but they made some pretty bad risks, you know? Also, in my opinion, there doesn't need to be 1,200 people working at Bungie for one game. That student needs to be, like, on the high side, maybe half that size.
0: 600.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, I know there's, like... PR and and accounting and marketing and all that kind of stuff but still like you don't need 1200 people for one game and now two games right I mean theoretically they have four projects in development one is a mobile game one is marathon which needs a needs a full team right I will say yeah. like a full team of like 150 people probably right at least. I mean, it's a multiplayer extraction shooter. I don't think you need a, a team as the size of Destiny, but like 100 to uh, 100 and 120 people probably on that game, right? Uh, I don't know, man. It's rough over there. I'm going to stop talking about it now because I, I'm sure Nintendo fans are getting annoyed at Destiny. So uh, I have been playing, however. I like how I said I wasn't going to talk about it, and then we talked about it for eight minutes. Uh, so I picked up pikmin Four, ed um and i've been playing that so i played through the whole demo like in maybe august or september or something and i Uh loved it but just our financial situation and trying to figure out you know are we are we not buying a house and you know holidays coming up and us planning a vacation for next year like i've been really avoiding purchasing games uh recently Uh You know, I have to be a thousand percent sure that I want to purchase that game. And at the time, I think I'd already pre-ordered Mario Wonder. So, yeah, Uh Pikmin was kind of out of the cards for me, but I got some gift cards for my birthday and I ended up getting the hundred dollar uh ticket thing where you could get two tickets through the uh, shop for a hundred bucks and then you can get two games. Right. So,
2: yeah,
1: I got Pikmin and I got Mario RPG. Uh So. I gotta tell you, man, Pikmin four is sorely underrated, I think. Uh I mean the Game Awards gave it an award for best sim and, and or best uh strategy, strategy or whatever. Uh which it's well deserved. That game is amazing. I the, my only my only complaint, and it's a minor complaint, and I understand it's a mechanic of the game, but the, the day night cycle is too short. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be I think it needs to be like five minutes longer than it is. Um, and I know it stops when you go underground and I know it stops in certain segments of the game, but like, yeah, yeah. I think if you're just exploring the world, it needs to be a little bit longer.
0: Cause I, cause I, I know I haven't stayed. I know when it'd be like, oh, do you want to leave? Cause it's about to hit nighttime. I'd be like, yes, I haven't stayed like overnight and trying to fight the enemies and stuff. Like I haven't did that yet.
1: Oh, I haven't either. It just, it keeps ending. I'm not far enough in the game to do that yet though. I don't think. Okay. Uh, but it's an amazing, it's an amazing game. If you've never played a Pikmin game before, I actually think this is a great place to start. Mm. Uh, also, one and I two, agree. the one and two pack is $50 as well. So you could probably get that too. But I, if you have not played before, this is a great one to jump into. There's not, there's no, I mean, there's no story to catch up on, right? They, what story that's there in Pikmin uh, yeah. is from probably Pikmin one and they do a great job of catching you up. And basically Captain Omar is missing and you're out to find him in the strange new world called earth. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an, it's an incredible game. The, the graphics are great. I think the mechanics are great. I love, um, I love how the blue Pikmin freeze the water now and like, yeah, You can use that to solve puzzles, and I uh, I forgot that from the demo. I'm like, how do I get over there? And then all of a sudden, I I'm like, trying to throw my Pikmin across to to have them try to pick something up or whatever, and my blue Pikmin fall in the water, and then it just it has that little Pikmin counter. It's like you need, you know, you have six out of twenty Pikmin to free to do this thing, and I'm like, oh.
0: It right. I had to call. I had to call all of them back. And the thing about it is because it has that little Metroid kind of going back to it. Yeah. So I had to. I had because I had to get further to the game to get more <laughs> blue pigment and stuff so I could get no uh blue and white ones uh so that I could freeze them and stuff. And I had to like build them up so I had to keep going in the dungeon and every and all of that stuff. And I what I love about it is that time. Yeah, the time part is. Uh, effect of the game, but the like day to day, like they don't judge you for that. So, like, you could spend as many days as you need to 100% areas and stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, that's what that's what I truly love about this game. Like, time is not a factor that you don't have to worry about in this game. Uh, I, I do gotta ask you, uh, did you listen to like the title music? Like, take time to listen to the title music?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. it's the music's really great. I mean the music's great throughout the whole thing, right? I mean, yes, I'm. But the, I love it. I think it's great. It's just I think, like, think Pikmin's great.
0: Yeah, it's just the title music is just so superb. it's just so good. It literally is so good. Like I, I could just see them doing a orchestrated like tour of Pikmin, of Pikmin music and everything. I'm just like, man, that that intro. Okay, Ochi thoughts i don't know you like i know you play from what from the demo but like have you got have you been able to evolve ochi and stuff to carry yeah. the pikmin and everything mm-hmm.
1: yeah so i can carry pikmin i can jump i can charge um i think my charge is that step two because there's like a he has the, ochi has a skill tree right and so yes um, as you do certain tasks or complete different things, you get uh, little Ochi coins and you trade them in for moves, right? And, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's a very generic kind of skill tree, right? Where, like, this move has three steps and step one needs one Ochi coin, step two needs two coins, and step three needs three coins, right? Um, so I've been, I'm really enjoying Ochi, though. He makes everything great. I just got Ochi to learn how to swim. Uh, in- <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be such a lifesaver in certain
0: situations. It is, uh, it's, it's so, yeah. Once you see like all the uh, pigment on him and he's swimming, it's just, it looks so good. And and I think that's why I said, like, I don't know how much of Miyamoto's hand was in this or ideas or whatever, but I was just like this feels like a Miyamoto game. And when you go underground, it feels like a Zelda dungeon that Miyamoto design, the Miyamoto Nintendo design. And so it feels, so that's why when I talked about it on previous Nintendo power blocks, it made me miss his design and hands on and his creativity and games. Like I missed that part of Miyamoto Had you know his creativity being into a game, Mm -hmm. yeah. I cannot stop gushing about that game. I love Pikmin Floor.
1: Yeah, I love it. It's so great. It's it's so great. Um, I hope everybody. I hope everybody gets to uh, play that at some point.
0: Yeah, Uh, and and that's yeah, and that's why. like, you know, that game was made on Unreal Engine. And I and that's why I was just like, dang, I wonder what Nintendo could do with the Unreal Engine, just like here and there, for their next console, if it's very powerful. What what can y'all do? Because I, cause I just feel like yeah, what, we, what y'all could do with Unreal Engine is going to make a lot of developers question, how the heck did y'all do this? yeah
1: i mean they they do great with unreal i mean yoshi's uh crafted world was an unreal also mm-hmm. so uh unreal 4 though not unreal 5 which yeah you know i mean i i'm i mean <laughs> judging by arkham knight it can barely run unreal 3. Oh. Uh, but that that's the thing about unreal 4 and 5 is that they're extremely scalable where unreal 3 was really made to push the limits of the current generation Mm -hmm. Um, and not very scalable so we'll we'll see what the next console holds right but I think uh, I think Nintendo did a great job with Pikmin 4 and then the last game ed a return to Disney Dreamlight Valley (laughs) new expansion $30 expansion a rift in time is here also there's a Little Mermaid event going on right now which is weird because it's winter time in the it's a, it's a, it's an aerial of it's an aerial based event. Right. And there's a, there's a Christmas costume in there of Ariel, but the main, the, if you complete the whole, uh, their version of the battle pass, which I think is called the the star path is what it's Uh called. Yeah. Um, if you complete this version of the star path, you get a frozen one Elsa skin. Instead of, because like in the game, she's in her, uh, the final form from Frozen 2 in this game. Uh, that's her like main skin, I guess, uh, you want to call that. And so, uh, I missed the Halloween season. No. Well, I played at the beginning. I'm like, I'll just, I'll check back in later and finish it up and do it. And then I missed it. It ended, it ended last week. (laughs) (laughs) I totally missed it. Uh, (laughs) Because there are there are cool skins in that in that, too. There was like Pirate Donald and, Uh uh, you know, there's a couple other things, too, like costumes for the characters. And I missed it. Uh, Stitch had a costume, but A Rift in Time is the new expansion and it introduces a new island that you can go visit, which I think is. I don't want to say. The thing is that I want the islands to... I just want the area that you're in to get bigger. Yes. I don't want new places to go. You know, that's what the the realms in the castle are for, is, like, you go there, you do a quest for these people, and then they come to your island, and you give them a home there, whereas this Rift in Time is a new island that you go to, and it's kind of just as big as the area that you're in. It's like a second space to play in. Yes. Uh, but what it does is like Jafar is the villain of this quest of this quest line. And you go there and he finds some treasure that creates a rift in time and pulls in um, some, and ca- I mean it pulls in some Disney characters like uh, Rapunzel is there in this expansion. Uh, Gaston from beauty and the beast is also in this expansion and uh, there's a few others that I haven't unlocked. I ha- I haven't unlocked anything yet because you to unlock this space, you have to finish the main quest, I think. And if you don't, uh, if you can get there without finishing the main quest, I haven't found it yet. Uh, and I'm still on the last quest because I didn't do a lot of the friendship missions yet for characters yeah. that are required to do the last quest. So that's kind of what I'm working on now. Um. But they also introduce multiplayer and you can visit your friends' islands from across consoles and play spaces. Oh, nice. Uh I did not turn that on because I don't want people coming in and messing up my island. Uh but that option is there and you can have friends come in and like help you grind for materials and build up your island and that kind of stuff. So
0: it it is sitting on my switch and I need to get back to that game. Oh
1: man, dude, the the Xbox version somehow got even better looking. Uh I have the game on both consoles. Also, uh, I don't know I don't know if you have like if you have a cross save. I don't know if you buy the expansion on one console if that says, "Hey, I bought this on Xbox," will it transfer to my Switch as well? I do not know.
0: Yeah, you might you, you might have to look it up. I know there I know Nintendo or I think Disney might it might be just a Disney one, but they're promoting uh Dream Night Valley. Uh mm-hmm. and On they Switch, have like yeah. yeah, they have that girl, she's making a dress, and then she just sits down, the color changes, she start playing in the Switch mm-hmm. uh and getting ideas. Um at the end of it, it shows where assistance is all available for. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, this is a Nintendo. Theme commercial, but they're just sure uh, this is available on everything.
1: Yeah, I would say, I would say if you're really into Animal Crossing and you're a Disney fan, you mm-hmm. should really consider playing and anim- playing this game. It's 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 a little bit. I would say it's a little bit easier in terms of grinding than Animal Crossing, in my opinion. But there's also adventure quest type quests in it that make the grinding more bearable I would say yeah. like if you're not into grinding like this game kind of take makes the grinding fun where like oh you need to do this quest for I don't know you need to do this quest for Scrooge McDuck you need to go post these signs uh to uh tell everybody that his store is opening oh, you don't have enough materials to make the sign. So you got to go find the materials to make the sign. Then you go craft the sign and then you can put them anywhere you want in the the, on the island to go. And then when you go back to Scrooge, he gives you a reward. And as you grind for materials to, you know, open the store and make it like, you know, I think each building has either like five or six steps to upgrade. Yeah. Uh And if you do that, he gives you a reward. You get a discount in the store, whatever. Also, if you have Xbox Game Pass, I would buy your premium currency there because you get 20% off of your premium currency. So like, well, maybe it's 10% off your premium currency because the biggest pack is of premium currency costs $50 and it costs 45 on Xbox for me. Um, so if you are planning on buying it on both, it is on game pass as well. So you can try it out there if you have game pass Um that The premium currency does not console Switch, though. So if you want to buy premium currency, you have to use it on the console that you purchase it on.
0: Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
0: So I buy
1: all mine on Xbox because it's cheaper. I spend it and then go back to the Switch.
0: Because all that information is
1: transferred. Yeah, yeah. If Whatever you buy with the premium currency transfers over, it's just like whatever's left over is, on your currency yeah. itself does not.
0: This, that's not. Yeah.
1: OK, so I'm I'm like, really, <laughs> I have so many games to finish on break and it wouldn't surprise me if this would be the game that I just sit and play on break because I don't <laughs> care about anything else. Yes, I'm sure I'm sure, 'cause because uh, I'm not going to be on Boss Rush podcast this, or the, on the next episode that's recording yeah. because of my works Christmas party. And I'm sure that Leron and Stephanie and Pat are. Very excited to not hear me talk about Disney Dream Life Valley. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes.
0: So well everybody, it's time for you know what FIBI News Yes Crash uh Corey. Yes. Take it away. Yes.
1: Yeah, so here's the thing, Ed. I'm gonna I'm gonna read in the news. I'm going to ask you what you think of the news and I'm going to go get some water because my throat is dry.
2: Okay. <laughs>
1: Those latkes had a lot of salt, so I'm just letting you know. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So the news is going to be a little different this week. What we're going to do is it's, it's all about the, uh, all about the game awards. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about what was announced at the game awards in relation to Nintendo we're going to talk about the, And then after that, we're going to talk about the awards that Nintendo won. And then we're going to talk about, you know, whatever else we feel like we want to talk about. We also have a few questions about the game awards. Uh, so we might move that up, those questions up to FAMI News just to kind of like keep mm-hmm. the topic on topic. And then we'll answer the rest of the questions in the normal question block slot. Uh, although I think all of our questions are. We <laughs> game awards the game related awards. so we'll get yes. to those um, if we have any others on the way on the way out then uh, we'll read them there because the discord question thread is still open so alright Ed our first uh, the first announcement that I want to talk about is is how hard Sega went at the game awards announcing
0: good googly you know, moogly did they I mean, go hard
1: I <laughs> mean they had they had some uh, you know the Atlas stuff there, right? But this is Sega proper. And they, dude, they announced, this is what they announced at the game awards. If you missed it, they announced a new jet set radio, a new 2d Shinobi, which I thought was Mark of the Ninja for a minute. Uh, a new, a, a new golden X. I was like, why are they announcing golden Eggs? uh, a new streets of rage, a new crazy taxi. And then at the bottom of the announcement, it just says, and more. Which means they're really revisiting their back catalog to see what they can squeeze out of that stone, Ed. And you and I are both sixteen-bit Genesis fans, Dreamcast fans.
0: Dude, I I I go back from the Master System days. So, uh, with this announcement and everybody, I'm gonna have to rent on this one. So please forgive me. I love Sega. Um, like I said, I've been I grew up with my brother who was the Sega uh, fan, and the family. So, you know, I played Black Belt, the Ninja, um, Double Dragon on the Master System, Outrun, Zaxxon 3D, uh, Shinobi, I actually beat on the Sega. uh, Before I beat it on the NES through through Tension, like, uh, hang on. Uh, was a game, Safari Hunt, uh, Gangster Town, like there was, and uh, many more uh, that I played on the Sega Master System, and uh, like Pro Wrestling, uh, Rocky, which I got my tail with. <laughs> Me and Corey was talking about uh, Rocky uh, a couple of days ago, and everything. But there was so much that I played on the Space Warrior, um, Master Boy, and uh, the Wonder Boy, and Monster Land um Sega has so much rich history with their IP that I hope they tap more into the master system stuff because yes, they have great 16-bit games, they have phenomenal 32-bit and Dreamcast and Center games. Like Sega has a history over 50 plus some games that they could go in and bring out, popular or not popular. You know, we've seen that Amy with Streets of Rage 4. We've seen Dragon Pan Zoom come out. Um, You know, the chance that Xbox got that Fancy Star Online, which looks beautiful in execution. So there are chances that we may finally get Fancy Star 5. We may get Shining Force coming back. Uh, we might get some stuff from the Sega CD. Who knows what Sega is doing? But they knocked it out of the park at this Game Awards and stuff. Questionable about some of the games and the way that they look, but Shinobi looks phenomenal. Dude, Shinobi, <laughs> Shinobi looks amazing. That animation, dude! I was just like, oh! Sega came to play.
1: That 2D hand-drawn got- stuff? I wonder who's developing these.
0: Yeah, I, I wonder. I could literally say that if they're doing the Konami route for some of the, for some of it, like if Dot is making the Shinobi game, I could see that happening. Or they go to some other people, like and, and to work on their games while some of their studios also work on some of the other franchises. I could see that happening, dude. That that Shinobi had my jaw on the floor. I had to rewind it a couple of times to be like, wait a minute, what is this? Oh, this 2D style. Oh, this animation is that animation is fluid. Not fluid, everybody. With a D. Fluid with a T. Because <laughs> it w- it looks superb, phenomenal. Shushu uh and Golden Axe. Um, they're in beta slash alpha stage not alpha beta stages in development <laughs> so i hopefully they get it make a little bit better um we'll probably we'll probably see some something sonic down the line but i think they're gonna hold off on sonic because he just came up with a game i could see those well, kind of sonic's doing-
1: not a dormant ip from them either you know i mean sonic's their biggest yeah. thing
0: yeah but like I could see probably uh, another auto beast but maybe two d uh mm-hmm. and everything uh like kind of like Konami's metamorphic force and stuff I could see that happening I, the ninja from the sega master system uh system corddown I was like a top down shoot 'em up kind of thing so I could see that happening um uh, black belt uh was uh beat 'em up on a screen where you jumped high and got Chinese writing to like make you stronger and everything. And then you had these one-on-one battles and stuff. I could literally see that coming back for it. Um, hang on. I love hang on. Of course, hang on had So many iterations and stuff, but that was kind of like the first racing game from Sega was mm-hmm. hang on. I think it was before outrun came on. Cause I played hang on first, which is the motorcycle thing uh motorcycle racer and then outrun which was the car one and stuff um i mentioned double dragon on the sega master system Zaxxon 3d uh space harrier uh coming back like space Harrier, i could see that space harrier need like a two-player i'm sorry it needs a two-player i know i was i was playing the uh the uh Space Area 3 on the Sega Genesis on Switch Online, and I was having a ball with it, and I was just like I could, I love to see this come back, but this needs a two player game, (laughs) two player style Mm -hmm. and like, and there's just other games that uh, Sega had that like Gustar Heroes was a game for Treasure that Sega published. Like the stuff that a lot of developers that were making games for Sega that published it, dude. Yes, give me that Disney illusion, uh, um, Mickey Mouse, allu- Castle, Castle of Illusion,
1: and dude, uh, Worlds Illusion, too. Give me some
0: new I, illusion stuff. I need a remake, and I need Dot Emu to touch it. I don't need whoever did that Gargos mess because <laughs> I heard that Gargos game wasn't good. But if Dot if Dot Emu, Disney, and Sega could come together to remake *Castles of bring it. Mm-hmm. Take the come, t- come get these coins, <laughs> new companies. Uh, uh. So yeah, uh, I- I'm sorry I had to rant on about that, but I was so excited that they are doing this and I think Sega said something because I think Sega did a survey about this um say what do you guys think if we went back to some of our classic games that haven't had like a lot of sequels or follow ups Mm -hmm. and I think they got a great response to it Mm -hmm. I'm like and I have to give it to Atlas I think Atlas has made a lot of money for Sega for a lot of this to happen
2: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah I think, uh, man, Crazy Taxi looks so good. Sorry, I was rewatching the trailer while you were talking, and Uh uh, (laughs) I think Crazy Taxi is the one I'm most excited for. Uh, But I love how, like, they're playing whatever they're playing. And, like, when it goes dark, you just see the arcade, the Shinobi arcade machine light up behind them, and you hear the classic Uh Genesis Sega sound. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I love it so much, man.
0: Love it. Yes oh so they they sega <clears throat> sega clown mm. <laughs> that's all i can say
2: yeah right.
1: uh also announced ed uh this is something you're excited for world of goo 2 got announced yes uh, <laughs> i like i remember playing this a little bit right when the switch came out because they had ported it i think it was originally mm-hmm. on Wii. uh yes and they like the the wee wear shop or whatever right that was a WiiWare. Yeah. game. yeah and uh it's like this weird gooey construction style puzzle game.
0: Uh,
1: yes. Well, I mean, I don't have any thoughts on it particularly, uh, but what do you what do you like about it?
0: I mean because it was something different. It was one of the first PC developed games brought to a but to Switch for WiiWare. Um or yeah, for WiiWare. And it it got, it got a lot of love because it's still, you like the World of Goo is still like an underrated game for a lot of people, but people who did play it really did enjoy it, and seeing that, you know, Switch is a perfect system to bring PC games to it, I love the fact that after all of this time, that you know, the game is getting recognition, and there's an actual two coming out, because... The I think the developer kind of felt like uh they wouldn't be able to make a part two to this game because of the low sales and everything. But I think uh over time, I you know, I think they uh got expired, got some funding, uh, probably did some research, and you know, they decided to get the green light to make a world of goo too. I'm super excited. And this look, this one looks more story base um like it has a more of a focus uh on the story and i'm excited to see it because i think it, i think now in this this gaming sphere um i think there's a lot of people in a lot of communities that will support this game pick it up and play if it does well so i'm just happy for them as the team that they got to make a sequel to uh underrated classic.
1: yeah i think it looks cool sorry i was muted everybody uh it looks cool i'm interested i don't know i don't know i will maybe try it out at some point that's my that's my promise to you is a big fat maybe
0: <laughs> if, i I will say this i think if 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 you ever got like a, a broad or goo the first one i think if it ever got a physical copy like uh a limited copy kind of run. I think it was sell out. I think it would do well. I sale. think it did. Did it not? Didn't Nicholas do it? I don't think so. I don't know. Nicholas also is bringing out another game uh, that I've just seen that I got a pre-order. Um,
1: Let's see. World of Goo did get a physical Switch release. Uh, it did? Uh-huh. Um... I'm trying to find the um, oh. Super Rare Games put it out.
0: Ah, uh, Super okay. Rare
1: Games number twenty-seven, World of Goofers Switch. It is sold out. Um, it came out. The physical copy came out. It doesn't say when it came out, which is weird. It should probably say that.
0: Then it must have been a low key February
1: twenty-seventh of. It doesn't say the year. It just says
0: hmm, must have been
1: like 2018 or 2019 or something. Yeah, Super Rare Games put it out for Switch at some point. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) I I don't know what year. The official Super Rare Games website product page does not give you a year. It says release date, 27th of February. (laughs) And they made 4,000 copies of it. Ah, so there you go. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Also announced, Ed. There's there's one more major announcement for Switch. At least, uh, Electronic Arts is bringing a new EA Originals title, uh, Kinzera uh, Tales of Kinzera Zao uh, is coming. It looks like a kind of like this. It, it kind of looks like an. Action platformer style game. It kind of it almost reminds me of like a fantasy version of that new Prince of Persia game that's coming out. Yeah. Uh it looks cool. Uh it comes out on April 23rd of 2024. Uh what do you think what do you think of this game, Ed? It looks cool.
0: It looks pretty cool. I I love that the creator, you know, he he came out, talked about his African roots and games that he played. Mm -hmm. Uh he won people over. When he said "Golden Sun," like the crowd didn't react, but internet, Twitter-wise, social media-wise, ah, uh,
1: yes, another they... one of those <laughs> an, "Golden Sun," another one of those Nintendo games everybody <laughs> says they love and never played.
0: <laughs> he he got a lot of love for that, uh, and I I just like, of course, the black representation. I Seeing that in that game, in this game, um, it looks pretty cool. It, it and it kind of have that california raisin claymation kind of feel to it look in a sense uh i am definitely interested in seeing and playing this game seeing more seeing more of it and playing this game um it looks really fun and i can't wait to see what story that it tells i i do have a feeling that it's going to get delayed but i can't really like guarantee that if it isn't a uh kind of a delay game but i feel like there's going to be a delay for this game mm-hmm. um, but i am interested in seeing it
1: yeah uh it looks cool i will definitely check it out i i wish they would have pushed the release date a little bit though because just because prince of persia seems like it's filling that gap um and i would really want this game to stand out a little bit but
0: well prince of is in january
1: i know but you know if people like if people play it in January, they're gonna be like, "Ah, I got my fill of this action platformer for now, oh, and then you know by the time april maybe i mean maybe people just love this type of game and they'll get it anyway, but uh it looks super cool i'm I like how e a is supporting these types of projects um you know, even if e a is a little you know out there i sometimes. respect
0: i respect e a supporting this i don't like that they don't market more of these games it just really feels like they come out of nowhere or it gets a release and then it's just like nothing is marketed else about the game that may be just me on uh, how i not saying how i feel about ea but it's just it's more of me seeing that i'm like i wish they would push this more And let us know, like, really make this a big deal for the EA original lineup. Like, even if you want to do a 10-minute direct or a breakdown, like give us more of a heads up. Y'all got money to do this. Mm -hmm. So it would be it would be more understanding if they did something like that. Because what's gonna end up happening is that if you know if we if it really wants to get promoted, it needs to show up in a Nintendo Direct or any direct. And if Nintendo does it, they're gonna give him time in the world to showcase this so they can fill in some stuff and mm-hmm. really like present it to where it's just like if you guys really want this game, switch it Nintendo products or Nintendo's console, whatever is the place to be at. The reason why I say that. Because even if it comes on Switch, it may also come on their next console later on in the future. Uh-huh. And Nintendo wants to make sure that y'all know that that's happening. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, Ed, let's get into uh, some of the awards Nintendo won this week. Uh, pretty, pretty good turnout. They won three awards. Uh, we'll start with The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom winning uh, Best Action Adventure Game. Uh, that's kind of where I thought they would fall. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I did want it to win out of the games that were running for game of the year. I did want that to win, uh, just because (laughs) (laughs) I think people know how much I just don't like Alan Wake at all. Like it, it, I'm, I actively just don't like that game at all. Uh, go back to about two months ago about, uh, when I played Alan Wake remastered to prep for Alan Wake 2. And then I just totally refused to do our Alan Wake Book Club because I hated <laughs> it so much. Uh, so, uh, yeah, but it, Alan Wake didn't win, Baldur's Gate 3 one, which, you know, I probably well-deserved. I think Larian is a, a great studio. They've done great work, and it's nice to see mm-hmm. them finally get recognized for their great work, right? I mean... Uh, and
0: and I, I will say this uh, with Baldur's Gate 3... I don't think it won because of its gameplay. It won because of the freedom of options that game provided you, and everything. Yeah, Um, well, I I mean, it was a
1: big step in that genre too, right? I mean, Mm they—they've been. I mean, if you have haven't played their other games, uh, what is it? Pillars of Eternity is there? Are there? No, that's not it. That's the Obsidian one. Yeah. What are the other games? What's the? Gosh, I always get these two series mixed up. They're both on game pass two which uh i i need to look that torch light no 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 it's it's uh, god it's not pillars of eternity it's the other one uh hold on, hold on everybody
0: Because uh, the one the guys i think both of the guys came to switch uh whoops uh hold on lair e n L A R I O
1: N. I O N? Mm hmm. Are you sure it's not O R A N?
0: Mm, no, I thought it was L A R I O
1: N. Hold on, we'll just do this. Hmm, uh, Divinity, yeah. Original Sin.
0: I did, uh, yeah.
1: Uh, Pillars of Eternity is Obsidian Scheme. Uh Divinity Original Sin, if you haven't seen those Which a lot of people
0: love that game.
1: You I, you should check those out. I'm pretty sure they're both on Game Pass still. Um
0: and, and they're normally in there oh, they're on Switch. not on Game Pass.
1: Uh Divinity oh. Original Sin, the first one is $15 on Xbox right now for the game awards sale. Uh that sale ends they're, in six days, so Wednesday, I guess.
0: Yeah, and there probably is a sale on I think probably on Switch also. Yeah. because... Yeah. I think I got the physical for one. I think Switch has two also. I need to see. Uh they may have both of them. Yeah,
1: Dead Fire is on Switch also. Uh but anyways, you should check out those games. They are uh I think they are underrated and I think Larian did a great job with, you know, making themselves recognized with that, and that's why they got, you know, Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Um so well deserved. I I'm actually shocked at how well that game did and sales wise, you know. I'm I'm shocked, but also you got a great game is a great game and you can't deny how how great Baldur's Gate seems to be. I didn't play it, but everybody I've talked to that's played it like really loves it. So. I
0: I I am planning on getting on you know, Series X the action because it's like an action like third person uh action game. It's RPG. not
1: third person. It's it's uh CRPG. It's isometric.
0: Oh, I thought it was third person. Oh. But it's not. Uh, it's not. Oh.
1: It's. I don't think it's an action RPG either. I think it's like turn based action.
2: I, thought I don't know. Sh-
1: Maybe it's action. I th- it might just be action
2: because
1: i don't quote me I know, on that because i i don't know really
0: because i yeah because i know playstation and xbox got a different version and the gameplay aspect of it the fighting stuff but everything else is about the same but the, the fighting is different and stuff because mm-hmm. i think it's grid based on pc uh, uh
1: no i think it's free roaming Free roaming. Uh, you can tell how yeah. much we know about this game by us trying to guess what it is without actually just looking up a five-minute gameplay video of it on YouTube.
0: <laughs> it's Borders Gate 3, everybody. We didn't play the one first and second one, so we're just taking a guess. Uh, well,
1: it's it different than the first two. All, the first two ga- the first two Baldur's Gate games though are on Switch. So if you wanna you know
0: <laughs> hop on that
1: <laughs> let's see. But, I'm gonna look up this I'm gonna look up this thing right now it's bothering, it's bothering me now. I don't want to give people wrong information, uh, but Zelda won yeah, best action RPG or best action adventure game, which I think is well-deserved. Um, obviously breath yes. of the wild was game changing uh, and it won game of the year in 2017. So uh, for it to win this award, I think is it's, it's good. Right. I mean, I knew it was going to win something. I, had my doubts it was going to win game of the year just because it was more of the same and having more of the same makes it less impressive to people who want evolution in their video games. Right. And I know the building was very uh, split in terms of people who liked it and who didn't. I was one of the people who absolutely hated the building part of the game, uh-huh. but yeah, it's uh well-deserved tears of the kingdom is an amazing game by the way uh don't get me wrong i think it's i think it's a 10 out of 10 there's just certain aspects though done well i did not Mm -hmm. enjoy
2: okay
1: yes this this is this looks like a free roaming if you're playing it if you play baldur's gate on pc it looks like it moves around like uh diablo oh you can move the camera in to over the shoulder or overhead Interesting. There's a lot of camera movement in this game. Okay. Well, Ed and I are both right. So, all right. Uh, secondly, Pikmin 4, we talked about this earlier, One best sim strategy, slim or sim or strategy game. Uh, Well-deserved, I think. Uh, yes. Oh, I guess we should probably say what Zelda was up against in that category. Uh, so best... Action adventure games: Zelda went up against uh Alan Wake 2, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, Jedi Survivor, I think, would have been real close for me in this. Uh, because I I thought that game was masterful. No pun intended, I guess. Uh Star Wars. <laughs> Pikmin 4. Uh Pikmin 4 went up against uh Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, Those were the other two Nintendo games up for this uh, category. So, uh, how do you feel about this, Ed?
0: Oh, I'm so happy. So, so happy that Pikmin 4 won. It it was a game that I voted for. I screened out a big yes. I was just like super happy. Well, not a big yes, but I'll say yes Uh, when I seen it win. Uh, I I hate the fact that it got brushed off. When after it won its categories. And I was just like, Oh, come on now. You could have Bow you could have Bowser or Numa or someone from Nintendo come up there and say something. Uh and everything. And it just felt like, ugh <clears throat> Why? Yeah. Like I I understand the whole Nintendo team couldn't be there, but I think uh Bowser should have been up there to say something about the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those side categories, right? That just like they're like, oh, Jeff Keighley stands there and rambles off like five categories. And that's the thing that makes the game awards kind of a joke is like you have these. Why even have these categories if you're just going to stand there for a minute and ramble off five of them and then move on. Right. Like All right. the game awards are a joke, man, for the awards, for the announcements. It's awesome for the awards. It's a joke. Um, but congratulations to Pikmin. I think it's ah, man. I'm so glad that series finally got some sort of recognition that it has deserved since the GameCube. Yes. So uh and then finally Super Mario Brothers Wonder scored best family game at the awards which is no surprise that a Nintendo game won. Uh although there were only there were only two Nintendo games in the category this year. Which surprised me. It was Super Mario Wonder and then Pikmin 4.
0: No uh, Disney and- Island Disney Island
1: that's, yeah, but that's not a Nintendo published game.
0: Yes, it is. Nintendo it, published that.
1: Uh, the 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 official product page says Disney Interactive. So,
0: I thought Nintendo published it because it's only on Nintendo. It's only a Nintendo exclusive. But I thought N- Nintendo published that.
1: Well, let's look again. Developer, Dalala Studios. Published by Disney, electronic content for Nintendo Switch. So it was published by Disney. Mm. Hmm. But it is only on Switch for now. I bet it comes to other platforms next year. I mean, I wonder if Nintendo had some sort of, like, paid for some sort of exclusivity or they worked with Nintendo Mm -hmm. to have them partially funded or something, but it was published by Disney.
0: Okay. Uh, Where did I... why did it feel like that Nintendo also published it? I, I wonder, because I don't know if they put, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, everybody. I'm uh, wrong.
1: For everybody's information, the Lala Studios also uh, developed that Battletoads game for Xbox a few years ago. If you remember that amazing Battletoads game they made.
0: You know, uh, that game is still, <laughs> I, I bought that game on Series X and I have even, haven't even loaded up the press start.
1: <laughs> oh man, dude, we should play that game co-op. That'd be super fun. Yes. I've been wanting to play it, but I don't want to play it by myself. I played with you. I played like the first level by myself and I was like, this is fun, but I don't want to play it by myself. Oh. Uh, so the other games that was up against sort of Pikmin Four, Sonic Superstars, also on Switch Party Animals, uh, which I think is only on Xbox right now. Yeah. And then Disney Illusion Island. So uh, Doug Bowser had a quote for this game. He said, This is shared with all the teams at Nintendo that worked hard on Super Mario Brothers. Wonder in my experience, the team really tried to develop a game that really the team really tried to develop a game that uh, allowed it's this quote has the same section of the quote in it three times in a row uh, allowed to work together to play together, whether it was from friends or if it was from family. And, and for me, nothing brings a family together more than trying to rescue a kingdom in distress from the evils, uh, from the evil, like, likes of a Bowser. Ha <laughs> ha Um, cause he's a Bowser. <laughs> Whether you're playing as an, as Elephant Mario, Peach, Yoshi, or Nabbit, this game goes, uh, to everyone that created such a wonderful experience. So there's, there you have it. The three Nintendo winners, um, uh, I think it was nominated. A lot of these games were nominated for other categories. I know Mario mm-hmm. Wonder and Zelda were both nominated for Game of the Year, so you yes. have that also. Um, I like. I really like Mario Wonder, but it hasn't like
0: stuck with you.
1: It just feels like a. It feels like New Super Mario Brothers with a different art style. I'm like, you guys all hated New Super Mario Brothers but you like this game, it's the same game. There's just new levels and new suits and like the badges like I get that the badges are a game changer, right? Uh, I really like the floating hat badge Uh a lot, but like
0: it, yeah, to it to me it's it just changed, like oh it changes your expectation of a mario game stuff no you it wouldn't. doesn't yes <laughs> I'm, I'm saying in general it changes your expectation of a mario game because you didn't expect with the one to see what you were going to get in that level and it's more still once again it more, it just, creative, more creative star- levels. It, it just reminds me of like
1: secret exits from super mario world and then star road and chocolate land right like that's what it reminds me of. But, it's the same but, thing with like
0: I mean
1: one or two are, sparkling yeah. shiny things over here. It says, Look how cool this is and like
0: but those, I get it. Those are those are those are supposed to be challenging. I'm scratching my hair. I'm about to yell and throw this controller kind of I mean, challenge. I'm it, only I'm
1: only two worlds in, right? But like
0: mm-hmm. so far it just hasn't
1: like grabbed. Don't don't get no, it's I love it. I think the game is an amazing game. But the way people are talking about it makes it feel like Mario should be coming over to my house and wiping my butt after I poop and feeding me gourmet meals. And I'm like, this is just new Super Mario Brothers with a new coat of paint. It's like,
0: it's, it's a, like I said, it changed your expectation. I don't know. I'll just leave it there. That's all I'm saying. It just changed your expectation.
1: No, it's like when you, it's like when people like you're talking about movies with people and mm. somebody like tells you it's the greatest movie you, they, that they've ever seen. And you have to watch it. And like they try to set your expectations. So your expectations are already too high because somebody told you all these things. And when you go to play it or watch it, it's like, meh, it's fine. Like, don't get me wrong. I think Mario Wonder is an amazing game. I love 2D Mario games. I think the level design is incredible. I think the Wonder Seed stuff is cool. It's a cool gimmick. But that's all it is, is a gimmick. I think the coolest thing about this game actually is the badges. I think the badges I, are the coolest part of the game.
0: See, I don't think it's a gimmick. I, like I what, what? But that's me. I mean, we're, yeah, we're, I mean, we we're, can we're, have a different discussion good. about that later, uh, but it's <laughs> no worse. forget about the next pass. <laughs> Crash
1: to me, to me, to me, this is new Super Mario Brothers five. So uh, you all can yell at me later. I don't care. I didn't say it was a bad game. I think it's an incredible experience. I just it's a 2D Mario game. So uh, all right, Ed, we have some game awards questions. We're just going to read them here. We have three questions for now. I don't see any more coming through yet. So okay. Uh, if we get th- some through Twitter, or through Discord, uh, we'll read them at the end. If not, well. We'll wrap it up with uh, whatever final, final thoughts, box. I guess. Yeah. Um, so our first question of the night comes from Yari from Discord. Uh, you can join the Boss Rush uh, Network Discord, community Discord, uh, and ask questions. Look through for the uh, question uh, podcast questions thread and uh, leave us some questions for any show, all of our shows, but especially this one. Yes. Uh, Yari asks, "Will tra- well, uh, while trailers are exciting for gamers, do you think there's a future of g- the game uh, the game awards that is less ad heavy? What could that look like?" All right. So
0: before you answer, Corey,
1: well, my answer is uh, quick. Like, all right, uh, you go, you go first because you okay. probably have a more interesting thought than I do.
0: <laughs> so. If it was less ad-heavy, we would have the early editions of the Game Awards when we got like 50 Cent and all of these celebrities and music performances.
1: Oh, you mean who's every single celebrity's favorite game was Super Mario Brothers or <laughs> the Pac-Man?
0: <laughs> yes. Like, we would, ha- we would have all of that stuff. Um, I don't think it... I mean, yes, it is ad-heavy and... But ads and trailers are two different things. If you if said if this was like more trailer heavy, would it be such as the Game of Wars? Well, of course not. You know, people were trending Winter E3 when after the showcase was happening. Um, Even though there are a lot of trailers and stuff, the thing with the Game of Wars is, is that It's still doing the thing that we do not like about trailers. It's showing more cutscenes and beautiful CG than we are seeing the gameplay. Yes, we get a title reveal and we get a system and that's coming soon or a year. And that's it. But everything is so CG heavy and we had less of that and more of the games that are coming, actual gameplay stuff. I believe that it would be a balanced game show. Now, we can under, now we understand, you know, premieres, not world premieres, because even though they said they weren't gonna showcase everything as a world premiere, Jeff Keeley kept saying it. The other the Dude, other I co-host heard it like kept, three times. <laughs> I could have been underneath a bar stool drunk every time he said world premiere. It was ridiculous. So I think the thing about is there needs to be of course, a balance. And I'm going to talk about this in my final thoughts. Um, but I don't think it's so much ad-heavy. Um, normally, when we did have an ad-heavy, it was Mountain Dew or Red Bull or some kind of, like, Doritos uh, and stuff like that. We we kind of had snacks and thing being sponsors showing more of this. And it feels like now they kind of got away from that. And uh, so I think if we were going to do more. Uh, if we had less trailers in it, uh, it only has certain one. Um, Then less trailers needs to be less CGI and more gameplay. I will say this, and then I'm headed over to you, Corey, because you already know what I'm about to say. And we talked about it without having Nintendo reveal any games in this. It makes all of these trailers and announcements feel dull. Yes, we went all out with Sega. But I'm saying, we went all out when we went out for Sega. But you go back to when Smash got announced. I mean, not Smash. When Joker got announced. When uh, Ultimate Alliance 3 got announced. Like, when Nintendo presented something for the Game Awards even if you go to different content creators on YouTube look at the reactions and then go back the last 2 years on how people react react about it uh, we're just seeing the trailers like i think last year the trailers era, last year or 2021 the trailers even though they were big games less Nintendo stuff people were not interested People just felt like, oh, this is the same idea of games. We've seen this and we played this before. Where's the new stuff? And there was like, it felt like no new ideas. And so people didn't care about the Game Awards of who won or not. The trailers were so dull and so uninspiring and interesting and joyless. People did not care. Uh And I think it's because everybody's like, where's the Nintendo stuff? you
1: know yeah i mean here's the thing nintendo was there was there anything announced last year at, at the game awards no. at nintendo yeah no. so i think i think nintendo is really leaning more and more into owning their own message and delivering it on their time mm-hmm. i also think that they are preparing to reveal their new new console for next for tw- spring 2025 and so, you know, between the next Nintendo Direct, whenever that is, I guess February would be it. <coughs> um, and their new console kind of coming out, I think they have kind of done all they need to do and said all they need to say about the Nintendo Switch up to this point. And they don't need to announce anything. They drop a trailer on a random Tuesday and people go nuts. You know, they don't need the Game Awards to do that. They can do it on their own. They don't need to pay that marketing money. They can do it on their YouTube channel for free, you know. And for me, Nintendo has always been, for better or for worse, efficient about their money and their budgets. And that's why they can do so many. They can produce so many games for their consoles because they're cheaper to make. And, you know, they don't go through all this mocap and hiring these big actors and taking five, six, seven years to develop games, unless it's a, a 3D Mario or a new Zelda game, right? Like, I totally think that Nintendo not being there was just fine. And all the marketing they needed was to win those three awards. Yes. For me, in my opinion. As for the question, um, what do I think of the future of the Game Awards being less ad heavy? Um, there are two award shows you can watch that don't have ads or announcements. They are the Golden Joysticks and the, um, uh,
0: Dice or, Awards,
1: the Dice Awards, and then there's also the BAFTAs, which has a yeah, whole BAFTAs. section of the video of for video game industry. Um, you can go look for those and probably watch those somewhere. Uh, the well, Game Awards, which... the, the Game Awards is built by Jeff Keighley, who is a producer and a stage presence and a promoter, you know, that's his job. That's what it's always been, whether it's been for the Spike uh, VGAs for, you know, he he used to have his own section for E3. Um, He used to do E3 for a long time. You know, he does Mm -hmm. summer game fest like this is his job. And if, you know, I was having this conversation with Leron the other day and I don't mean to sound mean or or belittling or anything but if you want a game awards without ads or trailers or advertisements or you know somebody drinking a coke product placement or whatever right like the Muppets you know mm-hmm. your game awards is going to be live streamed on a 720p webcam in a three star Hilton conference room right on a, on a three year old laptop you know and I this if you want a game award show that's like this. You know, it's not like Hollywood where all the studios pitch in to put, you know, put on the Oscars every year because they have movies in the in the running, right? I mean, the Oscars right. doesn't really I mean, they have like general TV advertisement, but they don't have like new announcements or trailers for movies or anything. <clears throat> Although they probably should have they want people to watch it. Uh but like that's that's the reality of the game awards. It's a big party and it's a big ad campaign that just happens to have awards at it right i mean for and me it takes
0: money it takes money to yeah do it takes it
1: takes money to produce a huge show like that plus you got to pay all the employees that put it on you know the the production crew the light the uh people in charge of lighting the people in charge of audio the people in charge of video i mean this is stuff that i do for my job every day right on a small 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 scale you know mm-hmm Uh, I mean, if you want to find me on LinkedIn, you can see what we do. Uh, (laughs) And it's on a small scale. And this is on a budget, you know, probably a hundred times the size that we work with for me that when I work, where I work. So, um, you know, that's the reality of it. This is a business. It requires advertisements. It requires trailers. It requires product placement. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, the thing the game industry is into is, you know, be into the awards and not the advertisements, but I think to get the normal person to watch this, if you can get them to watch this, you need to have the big games in there, like like the Blade announcement it was a huge announcement. You know, and Marvel is, you know, depending on how you feel about the MCU right now or not, Marvel is the biggest thing on the planet right now. The MCU has been the biggest thing on the planet for the last 15 years. You know, a blade announcement is a huge announcement for Xbox, right? Um, and then you get, uh, you know, a couple of these other announcements in there. And they, these are games that people are going to be excited for. And that's how you get to see it. It's like when people tune into the Super Bowl to see, uh, you know, what, you know, there's usually like a huge game coming out around the Super Bowl. You get that ad placement in the Super Bowl and people are like, oh, I'm going to go buy a PlayStation for this game, right? It's like when... Uh, what 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 was the big game a couple of years ago that Xbox had the advertisement in it? And in February, you saw Xbox's sales spike over PlayStations because of this one massive game, right? Because they had the advertisement for it. They didn't have exclusivity for it, but, you know, that happens. Or when... Um, I forget what it was. I Man, I really need to look that up. Maybe it was something like Assassin's Creed or something. I don't remember. No, it's too early anyways, my point is, is like, this is the industry we're in. We, I mean, every industry is a business. I know you want to think Nintendo cares about, you know, you as a gamer and, but to some extent it does, but everything they do is for their bottom line. Right. And it's the same sure. thing we talk about for Xbox. We're like, yeah, Phil Spencer seems like a really cool guy. And Sarah Bond seems like a, a really sweet woman who is, you know, now in charge of Xbox and, is, you know, their message is everything we do is for the gamers. But let's be honest, everything PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox, all the developers that develop games for these systems are doing it for their bottom line. And that's the same thing with the Game Awards. Jeff Keighley's doing all these things for his bottom line to make sure that he makes money, the people that work for him make money, so he can go and produce the Summer Games Fest next year uh, and Gamescom after that. Like, That's just, that's just the industry we are in. And And, I, I don't, it it bothers me too, real quick before you go. It bothers me a little bit that like, and and this is just a generalized thing. This isn't aimed at anybody or this question or anything. Mm -hmm. It just bothers me that like. The gaming industry people, like the, like either the influencers or the, the podcasters or the content creators or, you know, the communities that surround these certain things don't understand that this is a business, you know, and like when all the layoffs happened happen this year, like some of them were clearly ridiculous, but like it's a business. And if you're not making money and again, this is just a generalized thing. This isn't about like, yeah, did Epic really need to lay off nine hundred and fifty people? I don't know. You know, I mean, that company is massive, but like seems like a lot of people or Bungie laying off 100 people. Right. But like. It's a business, and if your bottom line doesn't match up with what your shareholders are expecting, people are going to lose their jobs, you know, or if you don't sell the amount of games you need to, you're going to have to scale back or if you want to make money or if you want to sell your games, you're going to have to pay for an advertisement at one of these shows.
0: And I think and I think people will like i said earlier people will enjoy these ads and, and things or traders, i should say because that's it's mostly the traders than it is the ads we don't really have a problem with the ads itself we, it's the problem with the trailers people feel like they're not getting enough information for why these traders are in the show and because the unbalanced because of the show feeling unbalanced at certain parts in the thing I think this is why this question was presented and stuff mm-hmm. and, and, and 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 I get it and, you know
1: I, and like I said I didn't I didn't mean to like I I oh yeah, don't mean to uh, sound like a mean person or like belittle the question or anything this is just the reality of any business
0: but, but this is the feedback that Jeff Keighley needs to hear from people because he wants to improve the show we get it, you know. We want the show to be you know, the show to be better and better every year, and we want to see those changes that he makes and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And it, it, because when you continue to see stuff unbalanced and everything, it really makes the show. It ma- it really makes people who are watching the show feel like. They're not getting anything out of it, yes, you do need trailers, and you do need ads to make this show to and like you said, it's a business thing. We all understand that, but like I mentioned earlier with like with Nintendo not participating, and I'm just using that as an example, these trailers doesn't feel like it is really engaging people to really want to watch the show. Oh, that's
1: the only reason why I watched any of it was these announcements. That's what I'm saying, though, right? Is, like, I don't don't care about the Game Awards. Like, I don't care about the awards part of the Game Awards. I just don't. Like, and, and it's not because I don't care about awards in general, which, you know, generally, I honestly, I don't really care about that either. But, like, this is a way to get people who don't care about the awards to tune in, and that way, like, advertisers will pay more money You know, you get your money from live streaming it and having those ads run in front of it on YouTube Mm -hmm. and Twitch and places like that. And you get more revenue from the companies that are already paying you. And because in these announcements, like the more viewers you get, the more money you get. That's the that's the game plan. And if you have announcements and big trailers and big products being advertised here, you're going to get more viewers and you're going to get more money. So more people will pay you more money to come back next year. Yes. So, so, I mean, we could talk about this all day, but that's my stance. And I mean, you have your stance and yeah, uh, maybe this will be an expansion pass topic actually early next year when we go do our game of the year stuff uh, the first week of the year. Um, Yeah. And maybe we'll do an expansion pass
0: on that topic because I think this is I think this is a topic that deserves to be talked about. I think yep. I think it needs to be talked about, and I think it needs to be researched. I think that's the thing about it; it needs to be researched so people could be educated about this. Because mm-hmm. mass people who watch this are going to form an opinion without you no, know, without being educated, without knowing why stuff like this happened. But mm-hmm. I think once they get, once they, I feel like once you feel educated or you did your research, you the opinion your, your personal opinion starts to change because you learn something instead of just speaking out i mm-hmm. should say
1: yeah so we we'll, we will revisit this topic i think it's interesting i think like you said i think the educational standpoint for people who don't understand or want to think about the business side of video games right mm-hmm. um and again uh yari this isn't about You in particular, right, I'm just I'm saying in a generalized fashion, people that don't want to think about the business side because video games are fun and they're meant to, you know, it's like, you know, movies are fun. You don't want to think about the budgets or, you know, the actors strike or what they're paying or not paying the people. Right. Like, I don't know. Well, we'll, we will read this. Rediscuss this uh yari thanks for writing in thanks for giving us an expansion pass topic because i do think this is an interesting and maybe we'll have guests on that expansion pass so we can have a more you know somebody that's like actually doing stuff in the industry like i don't know maybe grayson would be a good guest to have on that or um
0: yeah i would yeah i would love to have some have some mm -hmm. i would love to have one of the guys from way forward
1: yeah i mean we could do that too i mean as long as they're willing and able to you know there's a lot of legal stuff there probably for them too mm-hmm. right being actual developers and having games actually up for awards in this in this
0: um <laughs> well i world, I, I, th- I think what, what would be cool was just like if they would come on <clears throat> to explain mm-hmm. uh how do you guys get a trailer into a showcase Uh, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what showcase it it is but how do you guys go about it and uh we know the benefits that come out of it but like what is the work that it takes to get into there so I think that would educate people to be like okay this is the stuff that went in so now I know why stuff like this or a lot of this is at the Game Awards or Nintendo Direct or State of Play or Xbox, Xbox Inside whatever you know I think even E3 stuff I, they, I think people would get a better understanding why because of the work that it was able to sh- even showcase at all Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: All right, Ed. Let's answer another Game Awards question. Uh, yes. This one's from the one true James. Uh, he asks, "Do you think the Game Awards are good or bad for gaming as a whole?"
0: I think it's it is a good thing. I won't say it's a bad thing. No, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a good it's a good thing because a lot of people do. I mean. Sorry about that. Outside of the business aspect of it, I think a lot of people, you know, with sales and discounts, they will be, um, you know, intrigued to maybe actually purchase a game or play on Game Pass or Steam or wherever they could get their hands on it. I think it really helps, you know, promote sales of a game uh, for people to, like, go out and try it and, you know, actually give them more sales of that game if they didn't know. Um, So I think it it is a good thing for the gaming community to recognize uh, a vast majority of games. Now, popular, it is is a popularity contest like any other award show. Um, But I think we need something like this so that we as gamers can have a voice in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and actually seeing the musical performances and seeing trailers and stuff like that to make it feel like that people who are in the industry, making these games are actually rewarded with something. Um, you will always have your personal rewards, uh, uh, awards, not rewards, awards for games. But I think this show highlights uh some greatness to the game industry and games that come out um so yeah I, I think it's a good thing
1: yeah i mean i think overall yes the game awards are a good thing for games because i think it kind of gives i don't want to say credibility but i do think it gives uh us something like the gaming community to um <laughs> rally around you know, the way that mm-hmm. E3 used to, at least. Uh and also kind of gives these awards, maybe not the game awards, but something like the BAFTAs or the golden or the uh um gosh, what's the one I always forget? The other one. Not the not the golden joysticks, the other one. Um bafta Not BAFTA, the other one. The third nice. one. Dice, the Dice Awards. Yes, the Dice Awards. Give us, uh, you know, as gamers some credibility and something to point to and say, hey, we are an entertainment industry too that deserves to be recognized like movies and, you know, TV shows and other things, right? Um, So I'm not going to say they're bad either. What I will say is that the video game is incredibly incestuous. and, And I'm not saying like, I'm not saying Jeff Keeley and his, <laughs> and his mom or his sister are having some sort of relationship. Right. I'm saying like everybody in that circle of video games knows everybody or has connections with everybody. And so they're all going to have the same opinion and they're all going to be on the same, you know, whatever. So if you watch any of those types of influencers or content creators, right. Like, And I'm not saying I don't watch some of them because I do watch some of them and it's fine. But I also try to look outside of, you know, their opinions, because a lot Mm -hmm. of those podcasts, if you've listened to them, you know, they all sound almost identical, you know. And uh, so different opinions matter, I think. And I think they need to do a better job of getting better, more opinions in there or more opinionated people in there and uh, not shut people out that don't have the same opinions as them um so i will say that from a from a (laughs) award standpoint it is kind of like well if you listen to any of these people that are have the ability to vote except for a select few then you know which games are going to win at least the major
0: categories um yes and and yeah, and because Corey, you know me, I always talk. The one bad thing I used to talk about the Game War Awards is that it always felt unfair that all the games that came in the fall or close to the winter, like from September to uh, September to November, for it before it ended, those were the games that was going to get nominated, and everything else in the pre- in the previous, I mean. In the year earlier in the year, just got forgotten about. It always felt uh, it always felt super unfair, um, at times, mm-hmm. um, you know. So I'm like, if I had to tell say any of the bad thing, it's kind of like that. But it really felt like throughout this year, um, have most of the games that did come out that got nominated were games that were from. Uh, earlier winter, uh, spring, summer, and a little bit of the fall Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, it really felt like throughout the year, there are a lot of games that did get nominated and and everything.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, that's my opinion, although I do think the Game Awards overall are great for the recognition and, uh, you know, they're, they're great for the industry, and I don't want them to go away. I do want them to change a little bit, Um, you know, and obviously not in this, not in the way that I said in the previous question, right? Because I do have opinions there, but um, I just, I want to see people in there that deserve to be there and not just shut out because their opinion is different, you know, because I listen to a lot of podcasts about games that are people don't like the people that host them. And Ed, you and I have talked about that before in general, but I think their opinion is better than most of the other opinions. And, and I relate to their opinions better. So I don't know. It's all about your opinion and who you like and who you don't like. But I do think that the game awards have clearly picked their favorite people to be there and vote and all that kind of stuff. And I wish they would allow more people, uh, outside of that circle to vote and participate. Um, to just have more voices in there. Cause I think if you allow more voices, you're going to get a lot more diversity and you might actually be surprised at some of these, <laughs> some of these awards that are games that are winning awards. So that's my opinion. Yeah. I didn't mean to like <laughs> go on a tirade there, I guess, but <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think the game awards are great for games in general. I think it, I also think like, it gets a lot more eyes on video games in general. You know, how many people out there, you know, only play Madden and call of duty and grand theft auto and FIFA, you know, they buy a console, they buy the same two or three games every year, the annual ones. And then maybe they'll, they'll, you know, reach out and get halo or God of war. Right. Every once in a couple years. Right. But, they don't buy all the exclusives like we do. They don't buy the games that interest them. Like, like, you know, their interests are sports and Call of Duty. And, you know, obviously the kids are into Fortnite and Minecraft now. And those games are both cheap and or free at this point. Right. So. Huh. Sorry. These questions, man, they're they're getting me riled up. <laughs> Our last question Comes from Twitter, Stylin mmhp. I think I put that name in right. Uh, I was doing this on the fly before we started recording, so forgive me if that's not the right name. Uh, I think it is. I could go back and look, but I'm not going to. Uh, do you think Zelda and Mario got robbed of Game of the Year?
0: Yes, I I completely do that they got robbed. Um, uh, no, nothing against Border Gate nothing not against skate 3 even though that game was in early access and stuff uh, like I said earlier I think it's people getting the experience of what they could choose then like new ideas and gameplay Um, I was talking to Sebastian about Zelda and I think a lot of people don't realize that there's a college that's taking Zelda uh, of the kingdom and using it as an engineering uh, study like for people, for the students to make in a game, like to make stuff in it. Like, what other video game do you know that a college course, and people may also know more than this, in a college course? took it a game for engineering or for studies or whatever. And stuff. I mean, not the do mature games make people killers. Not that kind of study. But, like, they're using it as part of their study course. Like, it was a textbook. You know, that's impactful for a game to do that. And, you know, of course, people went to the extremes and did different adult thing theme, adult things to it but you can't not deny that zelda really made people feel creative really gave you a narrative if you was looking for it like really tried, like really tried to be a bigger game than expected and stuff so i'm not not like i'm not knocking uh border skate 3 i got nothing against alan wake 2 not running it even though i feel like alan wake 2 didn't deserve a nomination for Game of the Year. And the only reason why I say that is that it has a beautiful presentation. And yes, everybody loved the stage performance of that song. But I'm like, that gameplay ruins that game. And if you don't think it does, then you need to go replay it and then play something that's similar to it and find that, oh, find the difference. Resident Evil 4, as great as it is, it is a remake of an existing game with some changes. Liza P, not I'm not trying to knock it. It's gonna sound very cliche. It's just another Souls game. It's just a different setting, different enemies you fight, and you know, the same strategy and stuff. Uh, Spider Man Two. It's a great game. People enjoyed it, uh, which. I've, which I can't believe no more British voted for it and it didn't win any awards. But I think it's something that is fine with that. It's something that is still doing terrific work and that game is still going to continue to sell PlayStation 5s. So people are going to continue to play it. Mario Wonder, it had a chance to, uh, you know, out, out of all the games that was nominated, beside, you know, Border Skate had the highest. But Mario and King of uh, Tears of the Kingdom we both in the nineties. Spider-Man had ninety-one on Metacritic, but Mario had ninety-three. Tears of the Kingdom, I think, had ninety-five or ninety-six. So, like, I think either those two games, uh, uh with gate three, um, I, but just for Mario and Zelda, I felt like that 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 was wrong, even though Zelda presented more throughout the year that people can't remember and stuff. And, you know, it's going into a college course. So I'm like, I think that really is impactful and really telling that it really did something. But like I said, you know, everybody got to remember, for the Game Awards, we are only 10%. The journalists or people on the panel that they hand these games out to to do the voting, they're the ones that make that meet the requirement for a game to win. We really don't have no say. You know, we could we could put it in, but that might be for in case of something that's a tiebreaker. Our votes will help push.
1: Yeah. Um I'm gonna say no, in my opinion. I'm gonna say they did not get robbed. Um I think I actually don't know in my opinion, I would put I would actually put Mario Wonder and Zelda in the same category as Spider Man 2 and Resident Evil 4 remake, where it was literally just more of the same from the previous game. Where I mean Resident Evil is literally just a remake, right? I mean quality of life changes, sure. Graphics were great, but it was just Resident Evil 4 again, you know? Uh and Mario One Mario Wonder, 2D Mario. I mean, I said this earlier, but I feel like it's more of the same. A great, amazing 2D Mario. It's just another 2D Mario, in my opinion. It doesn't it doesn't move the needle, uh, in my opinion, that far from New Super Mario Brothers, which I know nobody played the Wii U version because nobody owned a Wii U and everyone likes the dog New Super Mario Brothers now, even though they loved it when it came to DS and Wii. So whatever. Um. In Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, an amazing game, right? Incredible game. 10 out of 10. Uh, but it's just adding to what came before it in Breath of the Wild. And that bump, probably bumped it down for a lot of people, right? I mean, building, the building stuff was divisive. Uh, I thought the game was already huge. And then they added the, you know, the new caves and the new caverns, uh, you know, a bunch of new shrines, which the shrines in this game, I think, are actually most of them are better than Breath of the Wild, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, building super divisive. And then the depths was just like a lot more. Um, I wouldn't say the depths are bad, but I feel like they were just there to collect more materials to do other things with. And definitely, if you were into the building, the depths were where you were grinding. And that was probably also very divisive with people, especially if they were into the building or not. So, um, I think that's why Zelda didn't win. In my opinion, is it was just too divisive of a of a mechanic. Uh, so that left Baldur's Gate three and Alan Wake two to head uh, go head to head, and I think Baldur's Gate did enough to elevate not only an entire genre, but evolved the yeah. genre, right? Nobody, nobody really cares about CRPGs, right? I mean, in the grand scheme of things, right? Nobody thinks about CRPGs anymore. And with their work on, um, you know, their previous two projects and now with uh, Baldur's Gate 3, they really moved the genre forward and made people really think about this the way that XCOM did for strategy RPGs, I think. And uh just let me finish and then you can go. Oh, sorry. And then Alan Wake 2, I think, was I mean, I think it didn't win because not enough people played it, clearly. Uh and also from people I hear it is very divisive. A lot of people love it. I know Pat and Stephanie loved it. I know a lot of people that don't like it. And uh, I think that game was probably very divisive also. Uh, also, apparently it doesn't run well on consoles, which were primarily a lot of the voters probably play on console.
0: Um, it, 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 to me, Red Fire, I didn't have no problems with it. Um,
1: especially in like the high frame rate modes, I guess. Like I, it, that would, it,
0: They might they be it too.
1: I hear it runs the best on Xbox Series X. I hear the Series yes. S version is not very good. And this PS five has some lighting flares and lighting issues, Mm -hmm. um, depending on what modes you're playing it in and what actually I've heard. It depends on what you're playing it on certain TVs. I guess the lighting, just the way it transfers onto the screen just sucks. Like it's blurry sometimes. (laughs) So uh, at the end of the day, I think, I think this was Baldur's gate thing to lose and, they didn't lose, so,
0: I th- and I think, and I know we're gonna wrap it up, Cory, because I know we got some other sections before we uh, wrap up the show. I think that's why people felt like Octopath Traveler* two really got robbed in this game. But just like, just like you said with Alan Wake, enough people didn't play Octopath Traveler* two, and people who did pick it up. Which is like, okay, now I understand why this game was snubbed, you know? And Mm -hmm. that's kind of how people felt with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 last year. It was just like, as big as Xenoblade is as a series, a lot of people feel like enough people didn't play play 3. But when people started playing 3 and started getting the story and experiencing the world and the characters and the voice acting and all of these certain moments, people got it and they'd be like, oh... This should have won this, I, and I think that's probably what's the thing about the Game Awards is that if you if it if you go in and play these games, you may have a different opinion about the way that you vote about a game and what actually wins.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, but yeah, back to you, Corey.
1: Um, yeah. So, I, in my opinion. I don't know. It was a weird, like, as amazing as every game was this year, like, it just felt like a lot more of the same from a lot of, you know, I, I'm actually surprised Diablo four didn't make it into game of the a game of the year discussion, except for the fact that I know that first season, since it's a game as a service, that first season that released was apparently very bad, uh, even though the game was incredible, uh, like the main game was really good. So. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I thought that would have made it in. I'm a little. I mean, the other game that got snubbed completely was Hogwarts Legacy, and that was definitely feels like a political thing, uh, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, that 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 honestly been a really big controversy.
1: I'm going to spoil it right now, unless I play something over break. Hogwarts Legacy is my game of the year. Full stop. That game, that game is incredible. Even on the Switch, it's really good. I know we didn't talk about, about playing it with power. But Hogwarts Legacy on Switch, like here's the thing. You guys have all heard us talk about Doom and Wolfenstein and Elder Scrolls, like pretty much like the Bethesda titles and the Witcher and stuff. I would put it up there with the like the port, uh, you know, those ports. I think it's I think it's a great port. If you don't have any other way to play this game, I would actually say go ahead and buy the Switch version because it is very good. The loading into areas, the load times are not very good. And like instead of having a fully open world like the the Xbox and PlayStation versions are at least the Series X and PS5 versions are Mm
2: -hmm.
1: The world is like the map. The map is the same map. It's all, quote unquote, open. But as you enter new sections of the map, like it will load you into those sections of the map. And if you go to Hogsmeade. Like it'll load you into Hogsmeade and all the stores in Hogsmeade. They load you into the store like the load. There's a lot of load times, but the act of actually playing the game is uh is actually very similar. And it looks pretty good for a switch port. Right. Like I would put it along the lines of like the Witcher as well. I would compare a lot of this game to the Witcher. Right. And in, in the terms of mm-hmm. how how it runs and the way like loading works and everything um so if you like to the witcher and you have been interested in hogwarts legacy i would i would say go ahead and get the switch version if you have no other way to play it or you want to play it portably
0: and i think a lot of people are giving hogwarts legacy a chance um you know Mm -hmm. uh of of playing that game i think even with the controversy still surrounding that game with that certain person, I think people are going to be like, I want to be fair to this game and the developers and publisher. Like I'm looking at that aspect and not connected to that other person. And some people are enjoying it. And, you know, that, that, that's good. Like I said, I have it on Xbox uh, Series X. And, I wanna, and I'm going to start it there because I really want to give that game a fair shot. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would say... I mean, I played it on series X and it runs incredible. I would say play it even if you don't have a series X or a PlayStation five. If you do have an Xbox one or PS four, I would play it there. The switch is probably the last place I would tell you to play it. Um, for a lot of reasons. But if the switch is the only thing you have and you or you want to play it portably, the switch version is a good version. I would I will stick up for that version. There's a lot of ports I won't stand up for like the uh we didn't even talk about the Arkham Knight stuff. Do I mean after we get done with the Game Awards, do we want to talk about that real quick?
0: We, let's talk about that next week because oof, well, I wanna I don't
1: I I want to do like our year in review kind of thing for Nintendo next week. Yeah, Since it'll be we, our last thing add, for the year. We
0: could we could add week. we could do <coughs> next week.
1: All right. Uh, so that's all I have to say about Game Awards stuff. I'm I'm kind of mad that Hogwarts Legacy got snubbed but i'm not surprised um so you have anything else to say ed or do we want to move to the next section
0: let's go ahead and move into the next section
1: all right um if you can't wait for us to talk about the arkham trilogy uh you should watch digital Foundry's, uh video I... (sighs) i i also read a bunch of reviews i heard arkham arkham asylum Runs pretty good. Arkham City doesn't run as good, but is still pretty good. Arkham Knight is a trash fire. I heard.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, the first two games obviously are Xbox three hundred and sixty games. Arkham Knight is an Xbox one game, and yeah, man, I who Good thing the first game is the only game on the on the cart. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Yes. Um. All right, Ed. Let's get into, um. Let's get into Pack Watch. So there aren't very many games coming out this week, uh, just because obviously it's December. It's the end of the year. We're probably going to see less and less coming out over the next couple of weeks until we hit the new year. Uh, Hammer Watch Two is coming out on twelve twelve. Gather your heroes and journey beyond the dungeons of Castle Hammer Watch to explore a pixelated world like never before. Aid King Roland's resistance while helping villagers along the way. Battle beasts. Finish off hordes of undead and face the forces of evil man i ran out of water again on twelve fourteen, we have palia uh palia uh, palia 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 one of those uh, palia is a vibrant new world made just for you craft cook fish and farm with friends as you live the life of your dreams and discover an enchanted adventure filled with colorful characters and a mystery to unravel and lastly on twelve fourteen, uh Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the hidden treasure of Area Zero, the Indigo Disc, uh, the second DLC pack for um, the current Pokemon games uh, is out on the 14th as well. So if you're a Pokemon fan, you got it.
2: Uh,
1: We do have three new games uh, for Nintendo Switch Online expansion pack. uh, Nintendo 64 games, three more titles. We have Harvest Moon 64. Uh, 1080 snowboarding, which I'm really excited for, and then Jeff yes. Force Gem- Gemini, which we kind of reported last week that the people who already had access to this were having the widescreen um, issues. I don't know if that's been fixed yeah. or not. If it has by the time we record next week, we'll address it. But uh, I don't know, just play it in square mode <laughs> that everybody yeah. else is playing it in. Uh, but that's it. That's all that's on Switch. Uh, I'm actually excited to check out 1080 and Jet Force Gemini just because I really liked 1080 back in the day, and I don't know if it mm-hmm. holds up. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm i really... Uh, I never played Jet Force Gemini on the Nintendo 64, so I really want to play it. It's also on Rare Replay already, though. Technically, if you have Rare Replay for Xbox, it's there, mm-hmm. I think. But Jet Force Gemini on Nintendo 64 with that... Wonky controller, give it to me.
0: I do want to play uh Jeff Force night because I would do want to finish it. Um I, I do want to try out Harvest Moon 64 because I never got to play it there. Um it's an eighty snowboard, regardless if it's <laughs> how people think people think about it. I love that game on 64. 4 1080 was I, awesome. It was. And I know people love SSX and stuff, but I feel like Yeah, but this was way before
1: 1080. This was way before SSX, right? I
0: mean... Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I feel like uh, 1080 was the birth of games like that Mm -hmm. uh, and stuff. And it's just... It's a fun game. Whether whether you win or lose in it, it's just... It's one of those chill games to vibe out with. Just to have some fun with it. Like, that's what I feel about it. Mm-hmm. so yeah i'm yeah. excited uh, yeah Jeff for gemini i rented and play i really want to f- complete that game you know things
1: yeah i wonder man i really want to that's a, something else i want to do is like try to get into these cl- the classic games because i i've subscribed to nso for a long time and i have i have mm-hmm. hardly touched any of these games like i'll play them for oh. like you know aside from when we were doing stuff for the old channel like yeah and like little bits here and there, like I have not really like played enough of N.S.O. and it sucks because I like I love the idea, especially because they like sell the controllers and I have them and everything. Like mm-hmm. I still need two in sixty four controllers to because like you gotta have four, <laughs> you gotta have four. I was waiting for them to release new colors, but it doesn't look like they're releasing new colors. So mm. I will have to. Uh, I'm sup- I'm actually shocked that like people haven't bought. The the NSO ones, and swapped out the faceplates with like old N sixty four controllers. You can get an old Nintendo sixty four controller for like fifteen bucks, and like mm. swap out the faceplates and be like, here's the NSO version, but I clean up the blue faceplate, and you can now have it in blue. You know,
0: I do want to play. uh I think I'm gonna go back to Ocarina of Time because I haven't played that in such in so long, and that's the thing about the. N64. Well, it's on our
1: it's on our G, our February book club list, so it might win, <laughs> although it's, <laughs> it's losing right now to, uh, three games actually. So, oh no! If you want to vote for our February book club game, you can vote until December thirty first. You can vote for Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Grand Theft Auto Five hellblade send you a sacrifice send you a sacrifice in gears of war one so uh that's at the five dollars here
0: Corey, i i would love i need to play hellblade i was digging up just like man I'm gonna, I dude, I'm wanna. dude it's only six hours long
1: you could, you you could probably beat
0: it in one day um, true, but I I feel like I'm like I kind of want to play it with you. I know you beat it and I haven't yet, uh, because I want to I want to play and beat it because I want to get ready for Hellblade 2 Um, but I feel like oh, that's a game so that I cannot wait. It, it does look good, oh God. dude. it Looks so good, but I do want to play it. So, uh, because I don't think we just had like a breakdown. just dis- not a breakdown discussion, just a founders discussion about that game like we we've done death's door we've done gears
1: oh that story good book club
0: game oh, oh, so, so, so oh. just an all-time favorite um uh, we did some of the gears one and we did some of the halo ones uh but I, I think i'm just like man i would just like to have a founder's discussion about that particular game and why we enjoyed it, why we love it, and stuff, and what it's done for gaming in general, mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, maybe that's what I'll do on my break. Is like play, play Hellblade because, like I said, like I t- like I said, I own it on all three consoles. I know I you too. Got it, I, I I bought it on PS4 because I love Ninja Theory when it came to Xbox, I had to buy it because not only do I still was supporting Ninja Theory, I like the fact that it was going, it was helping, you know, the research of, you know, you know, it was like for a cause. And then of course it's on switch. I need it on switch. Like Ninja Theory, Ninja Theory and Microsoft putting the game on Nintendo. Give it to me. (laughs) Like I'll, I'll take what I can with Ninja Theory being on Nintendo. Uh, so,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean it's uh wear headphones. Wear wired oh, yes. headphones. Everybody yes. who wants to play Hellblade. It is on Switch. It's only like it's only twenty bucks, I think. It's it's well worth the play. I bet it, I bet if you play in a dark room, I bet if you play in the dark with headphones on in handheld mode and just immerse yourself in that handheld experience.
2: Ooh. I bet it's I
1: bet it's pretty <laughs> We'll say atmospheric because it's not really scary hopefully yeah, it's not really scary it's the, but it's just the, it,
0: the, it has that. it's just the chatting
1: yeah it's that and then it has the, it just has that dark tone to it to where it like doesn't make you scared it just makes you uncomfortable <laughs> you know
0: and ch- do ch- to see that mug pop on the oled switch mm-hmm. Ooh, i was playing That's mario brothers I was playing Mario RPG on the OLED when I was getting my car fixed. Not but just like the cleaning, uh this this yeah. Christmas, this color, this pop, yeah, yeah. If, if you're gonna do no switch, play play in playing handheld on OLED, like
1: yeah, that seems like a game I should probably test out on my new TV too at some point. I bet it's really good.
0: Yeah, I I I want to play it on my Series X and see if there's like if it's updated and it looks different than the regular Xbox one version, but yeah, we'll continue that conversation later. Uh, but Pori, any final thoughts before we wrap up the show? I just, uh,
1: I mean, I, I think Nintendo has had another strong year. I mean, and we're going to talk about this a lot next year or next week. So mm-hmm. I don't want to like, you know, spill all the beans here, uh, but I think Nintendo had another quietly amazing year in video games. Like mm. they I, I don't know if it's because the switch is older and people just aren't paying attention to it as much as they used to, or Nintendo just has an amazing year every year. And people are just like, Oh, another amazing year for Nintendo. Let's move on to these other things. Right. But like a new mainline fire emblem, which not as good as three houses, and in my opinion, I actually fell off of it pretty hard, but I know a lot of people liked it, and it's it has a really high Metacritic score. You know, Fire Emblem. Uh, we got that Bayonetta, um, prequel that uh scored pretty high on Metacritic, right? I mean, I, th- I think people seem to like it. We got uh Zelda, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, which was amazing. We got Pikmin Four, which is amazing. You know, Mario Wonder, which is amazing. Um. And so I think Mario RPG, what else what else did we get from Nintendo this year? I mean that Kirby remake uh, Kirby in April, I think.
2: We
0: got oh. uh Pokemon, uh, uh Detective Pikachu, uh again, uh Pikmin 1 and two, Metro Prime remastered, uh Vast right. Force one or two, uh the Kirby game. um Gordon uh Golden Eye Oh, the N sixty four online. Um, there was one more. A uh, Super Mario RPG, mm-hmm. Super Mario Brothers Wonder, uh, and I think that's and the Pokemon DLC, uh, both of them. Yeah, I mean and what's yeah. who uh, and, once, and once the Switch sequel.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean they had they had an amazing year, man. I got I got to tell you. Nintendo had another amazing year, um, and I, twenty twenty four is lining up to be a pretty decent year already too, right? I mean, Less. and that's, I mean, we have that's <laughs> that's just what we have announced, and like the rumors are, you know, starting to swirl again about Zelda games and the other two Metroid Prime mm-hmm. games and that two D Metroid game. I mean, you know, it's been three years since Dread. You know, I mean, I wonder yeah. if they are waiting you know to hold everybody over they're just going to have a metroid explosion next year
0: so i i think i think next year um outside of paper mario thousand year door because that's right now that's the number one most anticipated for switch that a lot of people are hoping for um and for games that we already know yeah but i'm like man like i think people want to see what is patent games doing uh, what? Well, yeah. Uh, what is Platinum Games doing? What is Team Ninja doing? Oh, Hopefully, Kobe another Astral Chain game. Uh, what is Bandai Neko? like? What is these? Com- what are these companies that work with Nintendo? What are they doing? And do they got something planned for us? Of course, everybody's looking forward to retro to see Metro Prime Four, but they, I think, a lot of people just like if you guys gonna try to not have. I mean, to go a whole nother year before announcing a new console for 2024, we need gangs that is going to be like, oh, oh, y'all, oh, y'all with there? Yeah, that's, you need another, once again, another strong Nintendo Direct uh, for everyone to be like, oh, we didn't expect that. Yeah. Nerd. And I think Nintendo has some stuff in the works. Um, they're just waiting to reveal it, I'm waiting to say something.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, um, I think Nintendo, I think 2024, Nintendo is going to go out on a bang Mm because I really, I really think 2024 is the last year for the switch, you know, a major year, I should say, you know, I know Nintendo said they're going to keep supporting the switch afterwards, but they also said that about the Wii U and look, Zelda was their last game. So, uh, (laughs) But I think I mean, I think enough people own the switch to where I think we're going to see what happened with the 3DS, where we're going to see a lot of ports uh, to the switch that will also be, you know, that will be backwards comp- or forwards compatible with the new console. I think the new console will be backwards compatible the way they're pushing online stuff right in the way they're pushing eShop sales. And I think I think they I think the next console will not sell great if they don't at least have backwards compatibility with the switch in my opinion because i think a lot of people saw what happened with the wii u and the 3ds which you know their online functionality is going down in march i think of next year um you already can't buy things so uh you know so if you bought anything better download it now onto your console I just plugged my Wii exactly. U in the other day to update it to make sure it was on the final update and it it was but um you know I I think a lot of people are still questioning because of the way the Wii U and the 3DS worked out but Nintendo's mm-hmm. generally been pretty good about backwards compatibility right like the Wii was backwards compatible with the GameCube all their handhelds have been backwards compatible at some point uh, the Wii U is backwards compatible with the Wii so I I would imagine the next console is backwards compatible but again, you never know with Nintendo. Yeah. So I think uh I think that's extended support. The Switch's extended support will be a lot of ports like you saw with the 3DS um and uh you know, will be forward compatible with the new console in my opinion.
0: All right. Um, my final thought is uh <laughs> sorry for that long <laughs> conversation uh my final thought is uh I hope people revisit a lot of the games that they miss um it really I think 2023 game wise there was a lot of variety on everybody's platform to play and I hope and hopefully um, just outside of Nintendo itself that people did get to experience a lot of games If not, hopefully you get to experience them through here, through Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, birthdays, or Christmas itself, um, or whatever word you like to play. Um, Yes, we had some ups and downs this year, um, but I really hope that people did enjoy the games that came out or looking forward to the games that they missed uh, that they're able to get now. Um, with that everybody have a great week have a great weekend and we'll see you next time on Nintendo Pop Bye everybody Woohoo!
1: Goodbye. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash boss and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Celeste Roberts, Christian S. Sana Dirich, Francisco Santelan And Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support.